Hello listeners, my name is Annalisa and I'm the Community Youth Educator for the Network. I hope that you're all having a wonderful day out there today. February is National Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. So as part of honoring that month, we are going to be more focused on teenagers this month in our social media posts and our podcast. So we'll have posts up on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram about different ways to have healthy relationships, some warning signs and statistics related to teen dating violence, and also information for parents, caregivers, or people who work with teens. And on the podcast, we're going to be doing some episodes related to teen relationships. Our first one today is going to be related to COVID-19 and the impact that it's had on relationships for teenagers. When we talk about relationships, it could be friends, peer, family, any kind of relationships. It's not necessarily specific to dating, but I thought that it would be good to get some insight in what it's like for teens as they try and navigate some of the changes that might be happening to their friendships, family, and dating relationships because of COVID-19. So we're going to be doing an interview with two wonderful youth from the Enfield Youth Council who have been so great at allowing us to do this interview with them today. And I think that you're really going to appreciate their answers. They have some wonderful insights, some great stories and examples that they can share with us and some tips of things that have worked with them. I was honored to be able to talk to them and really inspired by some of the great and wonderful things that they said in this podcast. So without further ado, we're going to get right to that. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or feedback, please feel free to send them our way and let's get started. Well, thank you both for joining us today and and giving us a little bit more information. Can you tell us a little more about yourselves? Sure. Uh, my name is Dylan Lawson, and I am an 11th grader. Um, I'm Anna, and I'm a sophomore, or 10th grade. Okay, it's wonderful to have you both here. We really appreciate you taking the time to answer some questions for us. So today we're going to be talking about COVID and how it's impacted teen relationships. So when we talk about relationships, it could be friendships, peer relationships, family, any kind. Do you think that COVID has had an impact on the relationships you have and has that been positive or negative or maybe a little bit of both? Um, For me, uh, my family has been really strict about, you know, staying inside, not hanging out with my friends or anything. So in terms of my friends, uh, it definitely had a negative impact. You know, they're hanging out without me. Um, I definitely feel left left out. Um, a lot because, you know, I can't go hang out with them. And it's not like I, like I want to, obviously, but I understand the risks. So I'm okay with staying home, but it still hurts that, you know, they kind of just don't hang out with me as much or text me uh, as much anymore because they're hanging out with each other since I can't uh, go out and hang out with them. Yeah, that sounds like it would be hard. Um, I think for me personally, I'm like on the friend's side of it i think i am in the same boat of anna like i can't really see much of my friends as much so that kind of sucks but i think at least for me personally uh, on the family side it's been a bit of a positive because uh especially like earlier in quarantine we were able to like spend a lot more time with each other um now now we have busy schedules again but like very before quarantine we have really busy schedules so we can get to you know like 
sit down and eat all together many times. So I feel like that's a bit of a positive, but mm-hmm. yeah, on the friends on the friend side, it's pretty negative. Well, it's good to have those closer relationships at home. Do you think that there are any changes in relationships that you hope will stick around or things that you want to get better? Um, for me, I know uh, I agree with Dylan. My family and I have become a lot closer since quarantine started. And so uh, my sister and I, she's a few years younger than me. We normally like argue a lot. Um, but over quarantine, you know, we've kind of become each other's friends, uh, like the only people we can really hang out with our age. Um, and so we've become a lot closer and I would really hope for that to stick around once quarantine does end, um, because, you know, it's really had a positive impact on our bond. And I think that, uh, hopefully when quarantine ends, that'll still be there. Yeah, that would be great to have. Yeah, I think, well, for me, I don't have any brothers or sisters. So that kind of relationship is more with my parents, just hoping that we can stay closer like we were in quarantine. Um, but for the friend side, I don't think, at least in my opinion, I don't really want to keep anything of like now to carry over because I would like to see them a lot more and stuff. And when I do see them without masks and stuff, but obviously we have to get through quarantine first. Or not quarantine, but the coronavirus in general. Well, that makes sense. So you mentioned some of the rules that you have in families. Do you think, what do you think happens when the rules with your friends are different than the ones that you have? Is there any pressure to maybe break the rules or if yours happen to be more lenient to do things differently for them? Uh, I think it's like, I think it's pretty hard when you're, when people are at different like uh, viewpoints. Um, but I just think, like, especially if your rules are more lenient, I think you have to definitely respect whoever you're hanging out with, their rules and their family's rules. So if, like, they really have to wear masks, I think it's very important to respect them and wear masks when you're around them, even if you don't wear them that much other than that. And I think if you're the one who's kind of, like, who's kind of the one that's not really lenient, it's hard to not, uh, it's hard to not keep in. But I think it is just important that you stay to where you are because you can still enjoy spending time with your friends, even if you have a mask on. Oh, those are great points. Yeah, I agree. Um, from personal experience, you know, my family's been on the more stricter side. And um, my close friends, uh, all of their parents are way more lenient. You know, they hang out with each other, sleep over at each other's houses, you know, like... Uh, go to different places with each other, uh, carpool to, you know, like sports games and stuff. They're definitely like not really ignoring the virus, but kind of just not um, having a strict rules. And so, um, but they still respect, you know, like my parents and what they are like having us do and quarantining. Um, For example, you know, uh, at Christmas, my friends and I did like a secret Santa swap type thing. And, um, if I hadn't been a part of it, they probably would have, you know, like gone inside each other's houses instead of, um, because of me, we all had to wear masks, social distance, um, and we had to do it outside in the cold. Um, so that I feel like is really respectful of them. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, like Dylan said, if you are the more lenient one, you have to respect what other people are doing during these times. 
Yeah, that's definitely a great point. And I think that respect is valuable in all sorts of aspects of friendship. So it's really good to have friends that would do that and would help make you feel more comfortable. Since we've been dealing with this for about a year now, do you think that things have gotten maybe easier or more routine in terms of relationships? Or do you think that there's still a lot of figuring things out each day? Um, I think it's definitely uh, become more of a routine. You know, um, like my whole family sits down and has dinner um, at the dinner table all together each night. And, um, you know, we've just kind of gotten into a sort of routine, like uh, my little brother, we text each other to make sure someone, like, make sure he's in his classes because he likes to skip those sometimes. But it, it's, like, just stuff like that, um, you know, online classes, we all know to be quiet when someone has to record something. And it's, it, it has become kind of just normal um, with all of the new routines we have. That's good that everybody's being respectful of each other's space and making that time together. I know for me personally, like I had said, a bit earlier that uh, I'm an only child so I've spent the 15 other years of my life basically around friends and other people uh, that are my age and so it's been definitely hard to like adapt to really being able to see them as often and I think it's it's, it's gotten easier than uh, last March because that's when I think it started but it's still not like I still don't feel, you know, like a normal routine, if you know. That makes sense. Since it can be hard to see some of your friends in person, especially with the different rules that you have, are there some ways that you've had success with keeping in touch with people you care about? Well, every weekend, you know, like we Zoom with my grandparents now, which wasn't really a routine at the beginning of quarantine, but now it's become a lot more um integrated into our day you know just setting aside like an hour each Sunday to FaceTime my grandparents which is weird because I they live far away so it's not like we would normally have this much contact with them um but that's just another way that our routines have changed yeah I think for me it's kind of the same my grandparents are very important to me and usually because they live kind of close um usually we are able to see them like my family's able to see them pretty often um, but now, obviously, because of coronavirus, I, but I think we've been we've been spending like a lot of time over like FaceTime with my grandmother or FaceTime like my grandfather. So we've been able to see my grandparents still not as much as we would like to, but at least still talk to them every now and then. And I think the same goes with my friends. If I'm if we're all busy one day, I've been able to get in, like a group FaceTime call and at least see them and talk to them, you know, so. That's kind of how I've been communicating. Well, it seems helpful to have. I think one of the things that could make this particularly difficult, like we talk about keeping in touch with people, but I imagine it also makes it different to try and make new friends or to maybe work with classmates as much as you used to. Have you noticed changes with that? I know that, like, especially for the working with classmates, um, because of the whole like online thing in school, uh, it's become a lot harder to be able to do like group anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're like not talking to as many new kids, basically, we're kind of just staying with the old friends that we've had. And that a, a lot of 
a lot of things now, especially with school, at least in my opinion, are more individual based. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. It's harder when you're um, like full remote or virtual. Um, but when I was in person, I became really close to this one group of kids um, because we had like three out of the four classes we all had together. And we were like the only kids in there because not a lot of kids showed up to school. Um, and I be I never would have thought that I would become, you know, kind of close to this group of people. But it's like um, we actually bonded a lot, you know. We are at school all the time now, and um, it's just because, you know, those are the only people there, mm -hmm. and so just hanging around them so much has just brought us closer together, but um, now that I'm full remote, it's definitely harder to make friends um, and just meet new people, considering I'm stuck inside. Are the schools you go to doing full remote or a little bit of both still? Yeah, they're hybrid, so... Last names A through K go in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we don't have school, um, so today. And then Thursday and Friday, last names L through Z go in. And um, I've decided after winter break to go full remote. I might go back this upcoming week because it's our new classes. And um, I'd really like to get to know my teachers in person, even if it's just for a couple days. But yeah, our school is still doing like high. So I know one thing that I imagine must be really tricky is that I know when people have conflicts with in relationships that a lot of it's easier to sometimes solve face to face when you get their body language and tone. And there can be some difficulties if it's like texting or over the phone. So do you think that there's been like more trouble with solving conflicts in relationships that you've either seen or experienced? Like you just mentioned with the whole like already texting instead of meeting face to face is obviously a lot more challenging to find like what issues there are in the relationship but then also depending on like what we were talking about earlier what type of people the uh, you are like what type of parents you have and their rules if you're having if you're like in a like friendship or a relationship and you're meeting but you have to like meet with a mask on even though you're still in person technically it's still you can't really read facial expressions half the time because you can't really see. So I think that also you know, provides an obstacle for seeing the issues and trying to solve problems in a relationship. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, with my and I, you know, it's harder to understand exactly like what our tone is over text. I haven't really like fought with them or anything, but it's just like, I might send them a joke or like a, <laughs> a meme or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, with their reply, you don't know if, you know, like they're actually, finding it funny or just, you know, replying. And I have found myself FaceTiming my friends a lot. We share a lot of the same classes. So when we're both at home, uh, we FaceTime during those classes just to, you know, do work together. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my dad likes to joke that uh, he, there's always a live mic around here now because either me or my siblings are always on like a FaceTime call or a mm -hmm. class. And so, Texting has definitely, I text a lot more, but it's also just harder to text because you don't know how the other person is actually feeling. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So kind of going along with that, have you had to deal with a specific conflict or maybe help somebody who's having a tough time? Because I know there's a, they're saying there's a lot of stress and difficult feelings that people are having with everything going on. Yeah, my friend, um, he... 
has not really been in the best like mental state um, since we got back from Christmas break. You know, his teachers gave him a ton of work over break, and he just doesn't see an end in sight to this. And he's kind of just like not in the best place right now. So, you know, I've kind of helped him like do the homework, stay on like a live FaceTime call while we do the work together. Um, just so that, you know, like uh, he gets it done and stuff, just being there for him because it's definitely hard during this time to know um, how people are feeling about it all and uh, where they actually are mentally. That sounds like it's really helpful and good of you to be there for your friend. Yeah, I think like kind of the same as Anna, not necessarily about like the work or, uh, or schoolwork or stuff, but I think um, for my friends, if they're like, if we haven't seen each other in a while, um, I don't necessarily know 100% what's going on. And so I like to like, like ask them, you know, how about let's just maybe just go to Red Robin one day and just catch up and just talk or you know, most of my friends have driver's license now. How about you just like meet me at work one day just so we can, you know, like talk and catch up. So I think just like every once in a while just talking to them is, mm-hmm. is something that I've been doing to just see how they're feeling and they can feel what I'm feeling. That's a good idea too and could definitely be very helpful. Are there any things that you do to help cope with stress or difficult feelings that you might have? Um, I've kind of found myself doing a lot more to stay busy. Um, I'm like a very emotional and sensitive person. I cry at like the littlest things. So just keeping myself busy, you know, um, like going for a run, walking my dog, baking, reading a book or something. Um, watching, I don't know, TV with my family, just stuff to keep me busy because this is definitely a very stressful time. So good ideas. Um, I know for me right now, I have like a lot of things on my plate with work and school and a couple clubs at school. Um, so I, I know like that gets like a little stressful sometimes because you're kind of worrying about like, when am I going to get this done? Or when am I going to get this done? But I think just for me, I, I'm, doing like i'm either just taking a few minutes like of a just a break to just do something whether it be like watch a video on my phone or play a little bit bit of basketball in my hallway or just doing something that takes my mind off of it and sometimes i kind of just like think back and like the bigger picture i guess you can say and just like this moment right now is like unprecedented and i think people every every person realizes that everybody is going through something and it's just, it's, and no one knows necessarily exactly how to do things. So just to realize that people are, are not going to be like super angry or frustrated with you if you just miss one thing or you just aren't like completely perfect. So I think just realizing that everyone's being pretty lenient right now to just not necessarily stress yourself out so much because that's definitely not what you want right now. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. So since this We talked about a lot of kind of tough and stressful type things. I think it would be good to end on a positive note. Are there any tips or messages of hope that you'd want to share for any other teens that might be listening? I just want to say, you know, there is an end in sight. We'll be back in person probably next year. The vaccines are getting out faster now. Um, And, you know, this isn't the end of it. You'll be able to see your friends uh, in a couple months maybe. You know, just hang in there. Yeah, for me, I think the only other thing to add, uh, other than what Anna said, she basically summed up most of it, is just that, like, if you're feeling, like, a little bit alone, I would just suggest, you know, just calling your friends and just 
asking them how they're doing, even just have like a three minute conversation if they're busy. A three minute conversation goes a long way in these times. Yeah, that's true. Those are both very great messages to send and good ways of looking at it. So thank you so much for giving us some good insight and some ideas from things that have been working for you. I really was happy to talk to you and to hear from both of you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for doing this. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much to Dylan and Anna for taking the time to answer those questions and do this interview today. I definitely got a great perspective from listening to both of them. And I think that they're doing an amazing job with handling the difficult things of this year and with having good, healthy and respectful relationships. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. If anyone out there listening has any questions or feedback or comments, feel free to send them my way and I'd be happy to go over them one-on-one or to do an upcoming episode related to that. I really appreciate your listening and hopefully you will tune in for more of our teen-related topics throughout the rest of the month. Thank you so much and I hope you have a great rest of the day.